Last week, 55-year-old Richard Allen Clark pled guilty to embezzling more than $1 million from his former employer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural issue of the Bad Bookkeeper of the Month Club featuring uh, Craig Feltner. He's an attorney, CPA, and the owner of Supporting Strategies of Greater Cincinnati. I'm your host, Steve King, founder and president of People at Your Service. I'm honored to have Craig and his team as one of our great members of our collaborative of professional services companies at People at Your Service. And together, this collaborative group serves and supports growing businesses in Greater Cincinnati and beyond. Craig, as an attorney, CPA, longtime CFO and, and friend, uh, now the owner of Supporting Strategies, one of the largest and leading outsourced bookkeeping companies in the nation. Craig, you've been vigilant about uh, sharing with me the countless examples of the dangers that exist for business owners, especially small business owners, uh, you know, like, like me and others that you're serving when bad bookkeeping, sometimes illegal bookkeeping happens uh, so I was hoping through uh, this that you could share some of the examples that help us understand the perils that exist and and, uh, and, and ultimately help us as business owners and how we can protect ourselves and prevent uh, ending up as uh, one of these bad bookkeeper uh, case studies. So welcome. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, hosting this, uh, this podcast, Steve. We've talked about doing it for a while and uh, hopefully we can uh, open some eyes and uh, maybe entertain along the way. Um, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, there's no shortage of content, uh, for bookkeeping embezzlement. So, no, uh, we've got a lot of material to work with. Yeah. You've shared a lot of that content. I feel like with me, so looking forward to hearing, I guess, looking forward to hearing some of that, that, uh, tell us if you wouldn't mind. I mean, I know you've had some personal experience kind of as a CFO and a financial leader of previous companies. Can you give us a little bit of kind of the, the background here? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk uh, firsthand experience early in my career, nearly 30 years ago, uh, what probably initially piqued my interest in um, uh, what can happen, right, in small business, uh, medium-sized business uh, with bookkeeper embezzling. So uh, I'm a staff accountant at a uh, manufacturer. Uh, about $50 million a year, a couple hundred employees. So not a huge company, but still good size. Um, so myself and another were staff accounts. And part of our responsibility was to uh, reconcile the, the bank accounts on a monthly basis. So one month, the staff accountant, the other staff accountant uh, came to me and said, hey, look, uh, we've got some checks that aren't recorded in the accounting system that are clearing the bank. Um and, uh, and back then, we used to get the canceled checks, right? The, uh, the bank would send this big stack, and, you know, we, were, yeah. we had thousands <laughs> of them on a monthly basis. Um, and she said, they're also not in uh, the canceled checks. Mm. So I'm like, okay, that's something's, something's off there. <laughs> um, uh, so we went to the, the file, right? We had the, uh, the copy of the check, and, the, and, there was a, and that check was in there was made out to uh, one of our vendors. Um, but I said, you know, I think we need to contact the bank to, to get a copy of that canceled check. And, you know, back then the bank would put them on microfilm. And um, so uh, a few days later, the, the canceled check came. And myself and the other staff accountant, we reported to the controller. The controller reported to the CFO. 
And when we opened up the envelope to see what the canceled checks were, checks were made out to the controller, oh right? Who we reported to. And so that was like a, you know, a real wow moment for wow. us. Um, uh, we were both a little light on experience and what do we do now? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, I ended up suggesting that we contact, um, I, I was not comfortable going to the CFO at that point. Like, <laughs> right. Hey, look, I'm going to wrap this out. And I certainly didn't want to go to the controller. Um, so I contacted, uh, our CPA firm contacted the uh, manager of our audit and said, Hey, look, you know, I need to show something to you. Yeah. And so he came the next day and, uh, I, you know, laid it out there for him. And, uh, I said, look, I think you need to go to the CFO. You guys can be the, uh, the geniuses here and, and point out, uh, uh, what you discovered. Wow. Uh, so next day I saw him go down the hallway yeah. down to the CFO and, uh, the controller was naturally uh terminated the same day uh, uh so that was just a a very real world experience of you know somebody that uh i felt a little betrayed you know somebody that we had sure. uh, formed a relationship with and and trust and uh, i'd been over to his house and he uh fixed a water pump on my car and right so you build this yeah. uh this yeah. this relationship of trust and then to see it uh uh wasn't what she thought that it was. Well, I think that's one of the things that as we've talked over the last, you know, times, you know, year together, to me, that seems like a common thing. There's this establishment of trust, right? I mean, yeah, criminal, you know, people doing bad things, unfortunately, can come across as good people sometimes, right? And and so maybe with that in mind, I know you've gone through, as you said, there's no shortage of content, but you've, you've kind of picked three cases i think to share with the audience here so. yeah and to go back to my experience just real quickly uh um, in hindsight some some personality traits um uh and some controls that probably could have been put into place that i mm -hmm. uh, he, he worked a lot of hours right and was very controlling didn't take vacation not everybody that doesn't take vacation or works long hours <laughs> um but that's a that's a trait that seems to kind of run huh? run through a lot of these, right? Yeah, they're 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 controlling. They don't want to go on vacation for fear of something's going to be discovered. And they want to tell you how much they're working, right? So that that builds that kind of man. This guy is just really really uh, killing it for us. And so uh, I, I have a degree of trust there. Something else, and this was done after the fact that he claimed to have a degree from a local uh, university and. Um, they then checked that after the fact and he had never even enrolled oh, wow. uh, there. So, oh, you know, you know, do the background check. Yeah. Um, uh, don't take everything, uh, for granted. Uh, and another thing was, you know, so he would intercept the mail and, and open up the mail and, and, in those cancel checks, naturally he would pull out the ones made out to him. Uh, so, you know, don't have a person that is um uh at a managerial level or at a level where they have access to um to checks or to uh financial uh transactions um also get the mail right you need to have that separation of of, of responsibility so yeah. just something as as you know kind of gets lost in the uh in the maze of like you know who cares who opens uh, you know opens up the mail but you know the mail oftentimes 
uh, that's where things can be, you know, really flat. Yeah. Well, you know, as a small business owner, again, you're, you're running a business, you got a zillion things going on, right? I mean, so when you, when, when you see somebody working really long hours, working hard, doing those kind of things, you, you, you've got a tendency to say, it's awesome. Thanks. Do more of that. Right. And, and meanwhile, you've got these. Yeah, we had a, we had a plant up in Pennsylvania. And, and uh, so I was going to drive up there and, I, you know, I made some comment about, uh, I don't know, it was like a six or seven hour drive to this uh, to this plant and uh, it's going to do it by myself. And, you know, I said, like, you know, what a long drive that is. He's like, well, you know, be like me and work while you're driving. You know, this is before cell phones. So I'm like, how do you work while you're driving? You know, I'm in awe of this guy, right? He's like, I don't know. I'm I'm working with one hand and driving with the other. <laughs> like, man, I need to be like that. Um, uh, so, yeah, just kind of, they, you know, they just maybe have a tendency to plant that, you know, I'm really, really on top of things. Wow. All right. So well, well, building that trust. Well, well, uh, lay, lay it on us. You've got three uh, cases I think you're going to share with us, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it takes some time to narrow it down to three. Uh, so we've got uh, we got three and um, uh, then we'll pick a bad bookkeeper of the month out of out of uh, out of this uh, three. So our lead off is Richard Allen Clark. Uh, uh, Richard Allen Clark was a, a longtime bookkeeper and office manager at a family owned tree nursery in North Carolina. Uh, and he has pled guilty to uh, stealing upwards of one million dollars. Uh, from his employer over a six-year period. Um, uh, Richard Allen Clark used the money, and this is, you know, I don't know if this is um, important or not on what the money is used for, but sometimes there's some uh, some interesting. He bought a home theater, bought a new truck, and paid off his mortgage with with a million, amongst uh, probably a whole bunch of other things. Uh, he had been with the employer since 2003, so so a long time, and wow. I'm sure I'd, I'm sure had built that uh, that level of trust. Uh, Family-owned business, you know, where they um, may not have had that uh, that size of that staff or the uh, the separation of the duties, and relied on uh, Clark to uh, do what it, you know what they needed him to do, probably, um, and probably trusted upon that. Yeah. Well, I mean, for that amount of time, to your point, I mean, you've got this family business and, the, you know, he becomes one of the family. Right. So, yeah. So uh, Clark's attorney, uh, he wanted to uh, he made a statement that uh, uh, his client accepts full responsibility for for what he did. He looks forward to continuing to actively cooperate with the government into making restitution, which always surprises me. I mean, how do you, uh, you, <laughs> you sold a million back. dollars, how are you paying that back? You know, did you invest that in, uh, you put that in his savings account? Um, and expresses regret and apologies. Hmm. He looks forward to providing the court with context for his actions and their circumstances and to sharing some of his side of the story at the forthcoming sentencing hearing. Um, you know. Uh, I don't know what kind of defense you have to that, but uh, something that he that he did that was you know it's pretty egregious is uh, a a a uh, checking account. They they moved locations, and a checking account. Uh, he was tasked with closing that checking account. Um, he did not, so he, he continued to redirect customer payments to that allegedly closed checking oh, wow. account, which okay. was not closed was being actively used by uh, by Clark and um, uh, he admits that he laundered the funds and he embezzled from his employer by withdrawing customer funds from the company's bank account through multiple fraudulent checks payable to 
himself. Um, so he, he went Richard. to he went to uh, he went to he went to uh, some extent to uh, to do this rather than just a simplistic you know writing checks to him to himself. Well, so uh, the leader in the clubhouse, uh, one of one, Richard, uh, certainly pretty extensive. How about number two? So uh, this is a good one, uh, Michelle Ann Stinson. Um, uh, this is in Las Vegas, and there's a there's a uh, uh, it's a longer track record of of with two employers that um, uh, she was arrested nearly 12 years after she was initially charged. Uh, so back in 2007, 2008, she was working at a law firm of all places as a temporary bookkeeper. According to an arrest warrant uh, that was issued back then, uh, she wrote $25,165.18, don't, don't forget the 18 cents, <laughs> and suspicious checks from the law firm's checking account for furniture and other bills. So an arrest warrant is issued for her in 2008, 2009. Uh, Stinson disappears uh, and resurfaces in 2013 at another Las Vegas company, uh, Precision Electric. Uh, from there, she stole $84,649. Yes, she didn't need the 18 cents uh, from the company while working as an accountant until February 2015. Mm. Uh, they noticed, the employer noticed former and ghost employees on the payroll. So they did a forensic audit, uh, discovered unauthorized payments to uh, Michelle Stinson's Green Dot Bank of America and one Nevada credit union checking and savings accounts. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, this is, a, this is a couple of good ones here. And again, Stinson disappeared from that employer. Uh, over the next few days, uh, she sent emails with excuses about her knees and needing to have surgery. So she would not be back at work anytime soon. Uh, so what jumps out to me here is uh, she had a track record, right? Mm. Uh, back in 2007, 2008, 2009, working for the law firm, arrest warrant is, uh, issued. For some reason, she was never uh, arrested. Um, uh, resurfaces four or five years later and does it again. You know, a background check. Mm. Call, call the previous um, uh, employer uh, or see if there are any arrest warrants out there uh, issued. Um, and then, you know, what also, uh, uh, we can highlight here is, uh, these ghost, these former and ghost employees. Mm. So if you're not auditing your payroll records, you know, somebody needs to, uh, to proof that, to make sure that there aren't some bogus employees that are, uh, that are getting paid that are going to Michelle and Stinson instead wow. of, uh, where they should be going. All right, so uh, Michelle, strong contender uh, up against uh, Richard. What's number three? So the third one is is uh, Joy Wild. Uh, Joy was a, um, a former bookkeeper of a California uh, construction contractor. Uh, she pled no contest to 18 counts of embezzlement, two counts of forgery, and one count of attempted embezzlement. Uh, over three-year period, she passed 64 fraudulent checks and attempted to pass three others. I guess that would be the attempted embezzlement. I don't know what happened to those those three other checks. She must have botched those somehow. Um, so she was sentenced. You know what what uh, uh, brought this to my attention? She was sentenced to 10 years and four months 
wow. in prison for uh, for embezzling uh, eight hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars from her uh, from her uh, former employer. That's a pretty stiff sentence, uh, right? Ten years. Uh, so during that period, she's not going to be able to work unless it's in the uh, the prison commissary or something like that. So she's not going to be able to, you know, restitution is going to be a tough thing. Uh, so she's going to be away for a while. Um, uh, and also what uh, what struck me here was the the owner of the construction company went to the sentencing and and commented that, uh, uh, you know, the the impact and the loss that it uh uh, had on his business, and naturally, eight hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars for any size of a company is going to have a significant impact. And I'm just always amazed that a company hasn't felt that. Mm. I know it's over a three-year period, yeah. but um, if you're reviewing your financials on a regular basis and 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 really are getting good financial information, you should feel three hundred thousand dollars a year. Going somewhere, sure. yeah. right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, that, if, that if accounts are being reconciled and and and, and uh, good financial statement preparation and an open dialogue and communication, you should you should be able to identify. You know, is it in my where, where's this three hundred thousand dollars being recorded? Is it in, is it in my payroll? Is it in my cost of goods sold? Why why is my gross profit margin lower? So just some simple measurements that should bring that to light. So, you know, you feel badly for this, this construction company, but you know, maybe a little bit more diligence on his end would have, would have brought this to light. So how, so you are supporting, serving, working with small business owners like this, right? I mean, these, these, these are the clients, supporting strategies, clients that you'd be working with. How, how do you, you know, I've got this kind of, um, image of, uh, the, the devil and the angel, right? These are the, these are the bad ones here. How do you help um, businesses prevent Look, you, this stuff? Yeah, you know, a, a common denominator here is is paper checks. Paper checks are the root of all embezzlement evil, or most mm. uh, uh, paper checks. You know, you know what other? It's it's a blank piece of paper that, in the wrong hands, uh, is is very dangerous. Uh, so paper checks are 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 bad news, right? This is twenty twenty one. There are better ways to do that. And separation of uh, separation of uh, of duties and, and yeah. internal controls. Yeah. Uh, that uh, if you rely on one person, uh, you know, oftentimes uh, the bookkeepers at the at the company doing a half million to twenty million dollars a year in in sales, they've been promoted within. Mm-hmm. You know, from within that you know maybe they don't have the uh, the qualifications or experience, and um, and then the temptation to do these types of things. Um, presents itself. I don't know why. You, you know, I don't think there is a a formula. I mean, you don't you don't know uh, all, all the personal stuff that's going on in in your employees' lives. Mm. You know, there are th- some things that you could do to you know try to you know hedge against that. But um, uh, so paper checks, lack of controls, maybe a certain situation. Uh, in the uh, with the wrong employee can can make this uh, temptation uh, become reality. Mm. All right. Well, look, look, uh, you've given us three uh, certainly examples of uh, really bad bookkeepers uh, that inflicted a lot of pain on small business owners. So we've got uh, uh, Richard Allen Clark, right? Michelle Ann Stinson. So and then Joy Wild. She doesn't have that third uh, name here. So. What's uh, 
what's the selection? Who's the, who's yeah, the big so uh, loser? So yeah. it's 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 a arm wrestling match between Michelle Ann Stinson and Richard Allen Clark. Uh, look, nobody wants to be uh, inducted into the bad book bad bookkeeping Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, 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 uh, uh, Richard Allen Clark, Richard Allen uh, Clark. the size and the extent that he went to, he'd been with him since 2003. Um, and eventually he gave into this temptation to, uh, to steal a million dollars from his employer. Look, Michelle Ann Stinson, uh, two time, uh, can make a really strong case for her. She didn't steal enough. Richard <laughs> Allen Clark, you know, he went for the the seven figure deal, and and was using a uh, allegedly closed bank account. So Richard Allen Clark is the winner. Oh my gosh! Um, and we look forward to uh, uh, a new set uh, in August. Well, certainly, uh, winner loser, however you want to look at it. Uh, you know, I'm not uh, sure as we wrap up. Uh, uh, you know, as as you've educated me extensively on this, uh, I'm not sure really whether to thank you or to curse you, but I'm going to thank you for bringing <laughs> it to light um, because I think, you know, not to be a fear monger, but I think, you know, having a, a healthy bit of fear and just the reality check that this brings is appreciated because uh, I do think we need it. You know, as small business owners, and you can be caught up in doing a zillion things. And this is an important topic here for sure. Yeah. You know, if if, if the prevalence of these weren't, you know, so large, um, uh, but there are just this this continues to happen mm -hmm. time and time again. Yeah. And every time there are common threads and the employer is always surprised. Uh, it, it, the, our, our intention here is not to incite fear. It's to is to really educate that some simple steps. Um, uh, accounting, uh, bookkeeping may not be a core function of every business unless you're a bookkeeping firm. Um, uh, and so, uh, we, yeah, we get caught up in our, yeah. in our day to day and yeah. you trust Amen. and, Amen. and then these bad things happen. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. I mean, it, it, seriously, it's an important topic. Thanks for enlightening and, uh, thanks for the inaugural yeah. loser yeah, and yeah. the, uh, bad bookkeeper of the month. We'll have another inductee, uh, next month. Yeah. We'll see you then. Thanks. Right. Thanks, Steve.